on this episode of the Dr. Matters Podcast, we're going to examine celebrity gospel presentations or celebrity quote-unquote Christians and really examine what they have said as it relates to their profession of faith. And we're going to look at, are they truly Christians or are they deceived? Now, I know that may sound kind of judgmental, and I know that we can't send anyone to heaven or condemn anyone to hell, but we can judge the fruit or lack thereof. So celebrity Christians, let's take a look at what they've said and compare it to what the Bible says. Stay tuned. Dr. Matters Podcast starts right now. Welcome to the Doctrine Matters Podcast, a tool to help believers rediscover true biblical doctrine and to help them understand and live out their faith in their homes, in their churches, and in their communities. Thank you for listening to this episode. Let's get right to it. Well, welcome everybody to the Doctrine Matters Podcast. I am remote this time for this episode and maybe the next two or three. I am on location in Kentucky, somewhere in Kentucky, actually Franklin, Kentucky, just over the border of Tennessee. I do have a second job that requires me to come here every other month or so. So as I am stuck in this hotel room, I decided that we are going to take a look at some things and really think about the things that we see in our culture. Anytime there is a celebrity that professes Christ, it gets people's attention. It gets people's attention and we say, oh, I love this person. Now they're a believer. They're not, uh, they're not ashamed of their faith. And we really think that this is some great stuff until we examine what they say. And we're going to do that today as we examine what Hulk Hogan said on Joe Rogan's podcast a few weeks ago now, maybe a month ago or so, Hulk Hogan was on there, and I haven't done anything about this yet, but there seems to be more and more quote-unquote celebrities that are coming out and professing Christ. Let me just tell you what I mean, and I'm not going to do a whole episode about this guy, but Patrick Mahomes, uh, quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs, has come out in years past and just being uh, just touting his faith, just talking about Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and all of those things, and then he gets caught multiple times, game after game after game. Anytime there's a camera around, dropping F-bombs and just talking filthy. And the same could be said about Stephen Curry. A lot of people look to Stephen Curry for his faith in Christ. But, man, watching him play and uh, watching his attitude on the court, the things he says, the things he does, does not imitate Christ. Now, I know before we get any further, you may say, Stephen, there's times where you don't imitate Christ. And I would say you're 100% right. There are times, but there is... Something to be said about seeing these people on this national level, this worldwide level, and just taking their word at face value and automatically believing what they say when it comes to their Christianity and whether they are true Christians or not. Now, let's talk about Hulk Hogan. Let's talk about Hulk Hogan on Joe Rogan, who happened to share the same birthday, and they share the same birthday with my mother. August the 11th, Joe Rogan and Hulk Hogan were bo both born on uh, August the 11th, and my mother as well. Now, they don't say anything about sharing a birthday with my mother on this podcast, but uh, nevertheless, they share the same birthday. So you got Hulk Hogan, brother, and you got Joe Rogan, who recently has had his share of people on his podcast that have really 
uh, been been putting forth a spiritual conversation. So there are some things that Joe Rogan is hearing on his podcast that are at least maybe making him think, making him question, making him think about religion, spirituality, Jesus, things like that. But then we get to Hulk Hogan and Hulk Hogan is sitting on the Joe Rogan podcast. He's sitting across from Joe Rogan and he's wearing a John 316 shirt and it says devotional team believe so he's wearing this John 3.16 shirt with a cross on it, and there's a lot of conversation, as you could imagine, about wrestling. There's a lot of conversation about the, the, the ins and outs of wrestling and things like that. And then the, then the conversation kind of turns spiritual. And many times through the conversation, Hulk Hogan will say things like, my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Now, let me just say this. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 7 that many of you, Many of you on that day will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't I prophesy, cast out demons, do these things in your name? And Jesus will respond by saying, depart from me, for I never knew you. So it is very very possible for someone to profess Christ as their Lord and Savior, yet not truly know them. And we're going to see, and I'm going to play just a little bit of this podcast episode and let me just warn you uh there is language i don't i'm not going to bleep it out i'm just going to let it play i'll make sure youtube says that it's not for kids just be careful if you're listening around younger ears and um i just want it to be real raw and let you see kind of what people are saying in the name of god in the name of christ and then let's measure that and think clearly if what their theological outcomes look like are actually biblical principles and truths for us to hold fast to as true believers. So up to this point, before I get here, and this is near the end of the podcast episode, uh, Hulk Hogan says that it was the man Hulk Hogan or the character Hulk Hogan that really brought him back to his faith. Earlier on, he says he went to a Baptist church growing up where he accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and basically immediately uh, just kind of started straying away from his faith. And it was years and years and years later until he started coming back to that. And he said it was the character Hulk Hogan that brought him back to his quote unquote, quote unquote faith. And he said, because of this, because it was the character, he had four demandments of Hulkamania. And if you know anything about Rex wrestling, he was the Hulk Hulkster. He was Hulkamania, Hulk Hogan, the, the yellow and red and the the bleach blonde hair and mustache you just it, you just knew who Hulk Hogan was if you know wrestling or if if you've even been a, a, a got it within a, an earshot or an eye shot of wrestling you've probably heard of Hulk Hogan but he had four demandments and he said this is what brought him back to his faith because his character would tell people to to be a part of Hulkamania you had to train say your prayers eat your vitamins and believe in yourself. None of that sounds like the gospel. None of that sounds like repent and and get back to Christ, get back to following Christ. None of that sounds like get in your word. None of that sounds like mortify yourself, deny yourself, and be killing sin daily. It's simply train, work hard, get your body in shape, say your prayers. I mean, we can teach people to say their prayers at, at mealtime. God is great. God is good. Let him let us thank him for our food. Amen. That's that's a prayer. You can say that. That's a simple just prayer. Lord, help me. Lord, watch over me. Those are prayers. That doesn't mean they're biblical prayers. Eat your vitamins. I mean, vitamins are good for you. 
and then believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. This is believing in yourself has gotten us into a world of chaos these days. This self-help, believe in yourself kind of thinking. And that's what's going to lead Hulk Hogan back to his faith. But we're going to try to figure out what kind of faith this is. He's talking, when I'm fixing to hit play, he's talking about when he got a divorce because he would brag about how uh, he was the only champ- world champion to have never been divorced. He talks about Ric Flair's been uh, married 29 times. His boys have been married 29 times that he's wrestled with and gro- grown up with and and done this business with. And he, he would tout himself as being the only world champion to never be divorced. But his wife apparently runs off with a younger man and it, it, it sort of devastates him. It's kind of one of those things in life when it, when it happens, one of those uh, shaping moments that can make you or break you, people say. So apparently with his four demandments of Hulkamania and then what uh, happened with his wife, this sort of drove him back to his quote-unquote faith. Now we're going to try to decipher and discern what kind of faith that originally was. Now he did say he grew up in a Baptist church. It's where he accepted Christ and uh, then it, it almost immediately went astray. So uh, we can question whether or not that that was a true conversion, and I do question whether it was a true conversion. I would just say to you right now, I do not believe Hulk Hogan is a Christian. And uh, let's just pick this up, and again, there may be some um, language warnings that need to be put out here, but uh, I think it's worth listening to just to hear him say it himself, and then we'll make some commentary along the way. All of a sudden, when I went through this divorce and I really bottomed out, you know, it was a tough one. And then my wife split with a younger, younger man. It was, uh, it was a little rough on me. And then I started searching. I started searching and I watched that movie, The Secret. <laughs> okay. Let's talk about The Secret real quick. And if you're watching, I don't know why that darkness won't go away on YouTube when, or Spotify when I click play, but either way, you can hear it. The Secret, The Secret Movie. I looked up, what is The Secret Movie? Because I've never heard of it, never cared to watch it because I haven't heard of it. But if I come across it now on Netflix or something, knowing what it is about, I will not watch it. The Secret is a feature film adaptation of the self-help book, The Secret, which focuses on the power of positive thinking. Now, this is important as we get into the power of positive thinking as it relates to what we're going to hear about Hulk Hogan here in just a second. But he's watching The Secret. Remember, it's the four demandments of Hulkamania, and then the divorce, and then The Secret, the movie, which is really drawn out. And all of a sudden, I kind of like watched it and and bought into it. I had a Mercedes at the time, and I had my buddy who had a car stereo shop deprogram the navigation and i put i tell you what guys i'm gonna restart this hit refresh on this and uh see if we can't get a better looking screen the secret of this every time you start the car the secret would come on on the navigation screen really yeah so i probably saw it and heard it ten thousand times okay and then i saw what the law of attraction was it was a natural law that not only does science say it works and the Bible says it works. The rich get richer, the poor get poorer. Okay. So let's let's so he had a car. Every time he cranked it up, the movie The Secret was on. And again, this is self-help 
Um, this is self-help stuff, the power of positive thinking, which leads into the law of attraction that basically you can. The law of attraction is uh, it's heresy when it comes to the Bible is the power of positive thinking lets you kind of control your own destiny. Um it's, it's one of those things that is that should not be associated with the scriptures. As a matter of fact, let me read this to you. Uh, the law of attraction is a philosophy suggesting, suggesting that positive thoughts. So now you have The Secret, which is a self-help book about, or movie or was a book that went to a movie that is all about the power of positive thinking. Now, this leads Hulk Hogan into the law of attraction which suggests that positive thinking or positive thoughts bring positive results into a person's life. While negative thoughts bring negative outcomes, it is based on the belief that thoughts are a form of energy and that positive energy attracts success in all areas of life, including health, finances, and, relation, and relationships. This is a false gospel. This is not the gospel of the Bible. and. He wants it to be formed to the Bible, and he says the rich get richer and the poor get poorer. So, uh, I, to, to be honest, I, I, I haven't. I don't know. He says the Bible says that, and I know that Karl Marx said that. And if, if he's quoting Karl Marx, then that's a problem. So let me just look. Let's see Matthew chapter twenty-five, verse twenty-nine. Let me grab my trusty old. English Standard Version Bible, and some of you watching may say, K say KJV only. Uh, well, that's another time, another topic for another time. So let's let's look at this together really quickly because I forgot he said this. He 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 related it to the Bible, and and, and anything Karl Marx says that you can try to make the Bible say, you're in a bad bad situation. So let's read this in context real quick, shall we? Matthew chapter 25. Let's start in verse 14 because it's all part of a text block. And we want to make sure we're reading things in con in context. So verse 14, for it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted to them his property. To one he gave five talents, to another two, to another one, to, a, 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 to each according to his ability. Then he went away. He who had received the five talents went at once and traded with them, and he made five talents more. So also he who had the two talents made the two talents more. But he who had received the one talent went and dug in the ground and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received the five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, Master, you delivered to me five talents. Here, I have made five talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also, who had the two talents, came forward, saying, Master, you delivered to me two talents here. I've made two talents more. His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. He also, who had received the one talent, came forward, saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant. You knew that I reap where I have not sown and gather where I scattered to no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers. And at my coming, I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has the ten talents. For to everyone who has will be given more, and he 
will have an abundance, but from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away. And cast the worthless servants in the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Let's see. What is the weeping and gnashing of teeth? What is that place? That is hell. Um, so what Hulk Hogan is saying is that his positive thinking is going to yield positive outcomes. And as long as he thinks positively about life, there is no chance of him going to hell. I don't think, um, I don't think that's what this Bible verse means. Um, R.C. Sproul says this, that people had Christ, God incarnate, murdered, proves that sinners, murdered, murdered proves that sinners would kill God if they could get away with it. Let's just look at this, what R.C. Sproul says about the parable of the tenants. The parable of the tenants was a prophecy to its original hearers of the death of Christ, but it also shows us how much unredeemed people hate God. As R.C. Sproul points out in his commentary, Mark, the people had Christ, God incarnate, murdered, proves that sinners would kill God if they could get away with it. Only by grace do we love God and not hate him. Let us thank him for giving us hearts to love him. So this is a, a parable about Christ and faith. It has nothing to do with positive thinking and negative thinking and all of these things, but Hulk Hogan reads a book, or, or not even reads the book, he watches the movie over and over and over, and he learns the law of attraction, and then he begins to go down this rabbit hole. And let's continue to hear. Um, we're talking about money, we're talking about health, we're talking about everything. You know, you attract what you think. Everything comes with the heart, your tongue speaks what the mind's thinking. So at the end of the day, I saw that that law of attraction is actually a scientific law that we're given such as aerodynamics, you know, how a plane will stay in the air with the wind going over the top of the wing faster than underneath. Buoyancy, you know, so how the, buoyancy works. Mm -hmm. And then gravity is working right now. You're probably not even. If we think positively about airplanes staying in the air, is that what's going to happen? They actually do. The law of attraction has given us that. I'm thinking of it. But, I'm not thinking of gravity. Okay. I know you're not, but gravity works too. And also the law of attraction works too. The rich get richer, poor get poor. Like attracts like, you know? And Faith, so at Christ, the end of the day, heaven, hell. After seeing the secret thing and having to beat in my head, I went, hmm. This guy named James Ray who went to prison for that sweat lodge thing. Sweat lodge thing? Yeah, he had a sweat lodge oh, thing. Oh, yeah. People died, right? Yeah. 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 yeah James Ray. He, he, he at the time said something that really hit me hard on that secret. He goes, there's probably things in your life that you're not proud of. And there's probably a lot of things in your life that you are proud of. But when would now, and he said the word, when would now be the time to change? And I went, I mean, you can change your direction of life by changing your thinking? No. Please. No. No. You do not have control over your own destiny and the things that happen to you. If you believe the Bible, you have to believe in the God of the Bible, and you have to believe in the sovereignty of God who orders man's affairs according to the counsel of his will. Your positive thinking, your thinking of what you want in life is not going to equal that. 
It's not going to come to fruition. It's not going now. Could it by chance? Maybe, but even by chance, we understand that that's the sovereignty of God. God can do what he wills and God is going to do things according to his own will. Could he be letting things happen according to man's desires to reveal his own wrath upon that person? I believe it could happen. But for us to sit back and say, yes, John three sixteen, Jesus is my Lord and savior. Here's my theology that you can change the course of your life simply by thinking in a positive way. That is silly. That is ludicrous. That is a false gospel. And this is further evidence that Hulk Hogan is not a saved man. And we have to stop looking at Hulk Hogan and say, oh, my goodness, he went on Joe Rogan and he preached the gospel to Joe Rogan. And Joe Rogan can uh, repent of his sin and believe in the in, in Jesus. And I hate to be that way, but that's the way a lot of people are. They're just so excited about what Hulk Hogan did on Joe Rogan. But what Hulk Hogan did on Joe Rogan was bring an unbiblical worldview to the table when he could have brought the true gospel of Jesus Christ. Let's see if he says anything else. Sorry about my rant there. I'm going to, I don't know. Actually, I'm not sorry. If you think Hulk Hogan is a believer and you're so excited about what he did on Joe Rogan, you need to repent because it is not great. Joe Hulk Hogan is leading Joe Rogan to hell. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So anyway, I started praying. I want to meet James Ray. I want to be James Ray, and I, I, and I, and you think like it's already done. You think like it's already done. He wants to pray to meet this guy. He started praying. I want to meet James Ray. I want to meet James Ray. I want to meet James Ray. That's his prayer. Not God sanctify me, make me holy, help me kill this sin in my life, help me be more like you. No, I want to meet James Ray. Can you guess what happens? It's like when you pray, right. you don't pray like, oh please, no heal my back. I'm hurt. No, you say thank you God for my perfect health, for my healing. You pray like it's already done. You know, oh, that's what you do. Yes, that's what you do. You pray, it's already done, and that is name it and claim it, and that is malarkey. Philip Powers, I've heard it before, but you made it famous again. That is malarkey. You don't pray as if it's already done. You pray trusting God that it will be done if it's His will. That's not doubting. That's not. A poor prayer position when you pray that God's will be done and not your own. He is saying, I'm praying like it's already done and it's going to happen. It's just a matter of time. And by a set of, circ- set of circumstances, you guys it happens. You want me to, you want me to show- But also, let me say this. Joe Rogan said, oh, is that how you do it? Is that? Do you see what has happened? Joe Rogan's being pulled to and fro by different doctrines that are not biblical. But he thinks they're biblical because Hulk Hogan used the words, my Lord and Savior, and Joe Rogan is smart enough to know that my Lord and Savior go with the Bible. So this is just bad. Shut up. No, no. I love you. Okay. What are you talking about? You're I'm killing it. So this. anyway, I want now, to hear more about now I'm praying to meet James Ray, right? Right. Praying, praying, praying. All of a sudden, I get a phone call. Hey, Dad. What's up, Nick? Oh, yeah, I'm in the bathroom here at this Beverly Hills Hotel. I think that guy's in here that's in that movie, The Secret. How's that? How many of you are going to be in the Beverly Hills Hotel? You see how this this movie guy came together with uh, in Beverly Hills with Hulk Hogan's son? I mean, how many of you are going to actually run into a celebrity somewhere? I have, uh, but it doesn't happen often. And it, it, it wasn't because I was praying to meet these people, but uh, just the circumstances around this this guy was there ask him what his name is nick goes hey excuse me sir what's your name my name is james ray i put him on the phone 
So, so now the guy I've been praying to meet, he's in the bathroom with my son. Okay, coincidence, wow. whatever. There are no coincidences in life, but whatever. So anyway, now the long guy with the dreads, Michael Beckwith. Now I start praying, you know, because I want to want to see him. You know, I want to meet him now. So I, I'm figuring this crap support this works. So all of a sudden, it's crap. But he's figuring this crap works. No, you had it right, Hulk Hogan. It's crap. This law of attraction, uh, false gospel, false theology, health, wealth, positive thinking is garbage. It is not of the Bible. It is nowhere to be found in the scriptures. This is he is teaching heresy, and Joe Rogan is eating it up. And many believers have as well. I had a really, really bad day one day. And I walked off the set of American Gladiators. I just walked off. And I had the number one show on NBC, 8 o'clock. Ben Silverman had I had an office in Beverly Hills. I had one in New York. Ben, Silver, ben Silverman goes, you own the network. The numbers were crazy. We were doing really, really good. And I had a really bad situation happen. I just walked off the set. And I didn't come back. And I was in Tampa. And Layla Ali called me. She goes, what's up with you? I kind of told her what, what kind of was going on. She goes, well, I want you to come to church with me. And nobody's ever asked me to do that, right? So I said, when do you want me to come? She goes, how about this Sunday? I said, I'll be there. I was in Tampa. So I flew out there. We go to church. Guess who's preaching? Michael Beckwith. So I'm like, you know, the guy I wanted to meet, the guy mm. with the dreads. So anyway, I started listening to what he said. He ended up marrying me the second time, and we became friends and stuff. But it kind of led me down that path you know, to start searching and finding what, what worked for me and what mm. I believed in. And ever since then, man, that's been the number one priority. And it kind of locked me in, you know, to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and what I believe in. And so everything else is a distant second to what happens around me. And what I believe in. I'm going to stop it right here. And we're not going to go anymore with Hulk Hogan. But I hope you see that none of what he said was biblical. And he equates that with Christianity and his salvation. Hulk Hogan is not a believer. And if he dies before repenting and believing what, what Jesus says in Mark one fifteen, repent and believe in the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ. Later in Romans chapter 12, Paul it says, I appeal to you, brothers, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. Dear friends that are listening, I pray that you would discern what is good, what is perfect, what is of God. I pray that when you hear things like Hulk Hogan on Joe Rogan's podcast or any other celebrity or any other believer in your home, outside your home, in your church, in your community, that it would be lined up with the scriptures and you wouldn't have a fit over Joe Rogan hearing the false gospels, but claiming to be a gospel, the true gospel. You wouldn't have a fit and get all excited about that and believe that Hulk Hogan's a believer but you would do your due diligence, be a Berean, study the scriptures, and measure what you've heard to the scriptures. What we've heard from Hulk Hogan is not of God. It's just not. Hulk Hogan recently got married, 
and I'll end with this. And just so you will know where Hulk Hogan stands, if he were to die right now, or if he does not repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ in faith, on Judgment Day, this is where Hulk Hogan will stand. We've already heard from his own mouth just from as short as a few weeks ago about his bad theology. Something else he said that I didn't play on here is he keeps one foot in the human world, essentially, and one foot in the spiritual world. You can't do that. Even if he was a true believer, that's lukewarm, and, and God wants to spew that out of his mouth. It makes him sick. So uh, Hulk Hogan just doesn't have it right, and I pray that somebody will teach him the true gospel of Jesus Christ, that he would truly repent and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. But I'll leave you with this. He recently got married. And the lady is much younger than him. I think he's 70 years old. I think she's like 40-something. And she is a Scientologist. He married a Scientologist. The Bible says, do not be unequally yoked. Do not be uh, unequally yoked with an unbeliever. Um, And even if Hulk Hogan believes that he's a true believer, he has hitched his wagon to an unbeliever who is in the Scientology camp. If that doesn't tell you even more about Hulk Hogan, I don't know what else does. So listen to me carefully, please. Please stop saying Hulk Hogan is a Christian. Please stop saying anyone is a Christian just because you hear them say they are. Just because you hear them say the words, I want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. As we've seen here, Hulk Hogan says his Savior, his Lord and Savior is Jesus Christ. We would say yes and amen to that. But when you listen to what he truly believes, it's a false gospel. It will send you to hell. He had a wonderful opportunity to tell to call Joe Rogan to repentance and faith, but he missed it. So we have to be careful who we label as Christians, who we hitch our wagons to in support of, and just say, oh, we, I'm so happy they're believers. They're on our team when they may truly not be. I hope this evidence has been enough for you, and maybe we can find someone else to examine as well while I'm here. If you've got any questions, thoughts, comments, or as Todd Friel says, snarky rebukes, please leave them in the comments below, or you can email me at doctrinematterspodcast at gmail.com. All lowercase, no spaces. Doctrinematterspodcast at gmail.com, and I'd love to hear from you. And until next time, stay in the Word, read the Word, be the Word, be about the Word. Let your life conform to the Word. Do those things. God bless.